everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right. It's that time. If you're riding around in your cars right now, did you stop and get your coffee already? I'm sure you did. Let me ask you this. Did you put that coffee that you bought on a credit card and you're like, oh, I'll pay it off later. But then you do that 365 days a year or how many days, however many days you work out of the year. And then it just racks up. And now your $7 coffee that you're going to pay off in a month is a thousand or more dollars. On the line, we have CPA and money manager Bill Dendy, and he's going to speak with us regarding credit card balance and how to pay off that debt. Bill, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. And you so describe that because it's usually something that's almost innocuous as a cup of coffee that then becomes that debt we can't get out from under. It's almost insidious how uh, it, it creeps up on us. And before we know it, we are trying to just make the minimum payments and really stealing from our future selves. And it's a problem that has grown especially in the area of medical expenses. As people have had higher deductible medical plans, we're seeing a whole lot more medical debt being put on the credit card, and then the inability to get around and paying off that balance because it's just so large. And so then people get trapped in that, just pay the minimum, keep on going, and the balance is growing instead of shrinking. You know, and I've been in that situation before where I'm like, oh, I'm just, I'm going to use this card. I have a $500 limit. This is going to be just for gas. I'm going to put gas on it, then I'm going to pay it off. How do people just continue to stack up that debt? And then how does that affect your credit score when it's not being paid off and you're only paying the minimum payment? Well, that's a challenge. And again, um, as we look at money that's in collections, about half of all the money in collections right now is because of medical debt. And a lot of that is uh, because of high deductible plans once again. So uh, the, the underlying reason that we see some changes uh, uh, has, has been the Affordable Care Act and, and the higher deductible plans that came out of it. And so we end up with people that have this high debt that they're carrying on the credit cards. And the question is, how do I finally catch up? And there are ways to do it. And, and if it is medical debt, first thing is make sure you owe all of that and that uh, there isn't the ability to negotiate those prices down on the front end. Uh, don't start a payment plan if it could have been uh, reduced from a uh, $3,000 charge to a $1,000 charge just by talking to the provider. And sometimes it's just that simple. Address it on the front end. But if we owe all this money, and we're sure we owe it, and it's on credit cards, well, then there are strategies to get that paid a whole lot quicker and spend a whole lot less money getting it paid. Um, I don't know if uh, our listeners are familiar with Dave Ramsey's his snowball method of you, you pay off the little balance, you feel good, so you go get a bigger balance. So you pay off that $10 card, then you feel good, and you go get the $100 card. You pay that off, you feel good, you go get the $1,000 card. And before you know it, you paid off all your debt. Uh, 
that does work because you're using the momentum of positive outcomes. But a better method uh, that uh, mathematically works out better if you've got the uh, discipline to do it, uh, something that, that is called the avalanche method, is to pay the highest credit cards off first. Don't pay off that one at 3% if you got one out there at 19%. Get rid of the 19%, let the 3% run until you can get down to it. And that makes sense to do it that way. And also to make sure that you've got that 19% as low as it will go because the credit card companies will also oftentimes allow you to readjust at a lower interest rate. Now, do you have like a savings plan that you can tell people like, hey, you know, out of your paycheck, you know, put you know, $10 away and then it's going to stack up and then pay, pay this amount at the end of the month. Do you have anything like that that might benefit our listeners? Well, Jordan, you bring up a good point. And I think that personal financial management should be taught in our school system. Oh, without I mean, a doubt. high school, at least by college, because this is something that would be so useful for the average individual just to have a few hours dedicated to this. Most of us learn just by doing it, and we miss some key factors that if we were just shown this on the front end, we wouldn't be in the same situation. Um, but when you say, you know, is there a good plan? I'd say the first plan, if a person's facing credit card debt right now, is to make sure that even if the fairy godmother should show up and eliminate all that debt, can you stay out of debt? Because I've seen a number of people get out of debt, only to get right back into it. And therein, it shows me that we've got a problem and the outgo is higher than the income. And even if they can show a budget where it's perfectly even, they forgot to take into account the unforeseen expenses, which we may not know exactly what one that's going to be, but unforeseen expenses are foreseeable. And so we have to have that emergency reserve built up. And so when you talk about putting that money aside every month, that is exactly the type of budgeting and putting together an emergency reserve that we're almost forced to do now with the high deductible medical plans to have a health savings account. The idea there was we know that eventually, long enough, especially within the family, somebody is going to have an appendicitis attack or somebody's going to have a broken arm. Something's going to come up. It may not be foreseeable as to what the event will be, but it is foreseeable that we're likely to have an event. Therefore, we should go ahead and start putting the money aside in a tax-advantaged way so that we have it when we need it. And that's the type of planning that I think is so valuable to a lot of folks is to separate those needs from the wants, put together the budget. You don't have to refer to the budget every time you want to go get a cup of coffee, but it sure gives you a guideline to see where is your money going because the average person out there just doesn't even know where the money goes. We know it comes in and then it's gone. Where exactly does it go? Let's make sure we're getting 100% of enjoyment out of every dollar that we make. And, Bill, you make a great point about that, talking about business literacy, money literacy in high school. It should be taught. I agree with that. I wish I would have undergone that because I didn't go to college. And as soon as I graduated high school, I was in the work field, and I was making $13, $14 an hour at you know 18 years old when I worked at a steel mill and for that age, no financial responsibility, that's a decent amount of money seven, eight years ago. Now I look at it and I'm like, wow, if I would have been smart with that money, I wouldn't have some of the credit card debt I have. I wouldn't have this. I wouldn't have that. And guess what? My credit, I may might be looking at 800 and my credit is nowhere close to that. And I believe 
if your credit is good, and you obviously know this, if your credit is good, you have some financial freedom there. Absolutely. And even job freedom, Jordan, a number of companies now look at your credit report when they consider doing hiring. And so there are certain industry groups and certain jobs that a a lower credit score may keep you from being the ideal candidate for that job. So there are more reasons than ever before to understand how the system works and make sure you can play well within the system. And for many people, that knowledge earlier is more important than that knowledge later in life. Uh, When you're first getting started, when you're first starting to buy the house, when you get your first car, when you're doing those first job interviews, knowing that then would be so valuable. On the line, CPA and money manager, Bill Dendy. Bill, we appreciate you taking the time to call in this morning and give our viewers some advice on how to pay off that credit card debt, be smart with with their money, and build that credit score. We appreciate it. God bless you. Always a pleasure to be with Jordan. Thank you. All right. Again, Bill Dendy, speaking facts when it comes to money, is your credit card situation is it good are they paid off right now well i know mine aren't i could slowly pay some off but i wish i was better with it doesn't necessarily mean i am good with it uh to me that's just a interesting tidbit I hope that that helps you a little bit because pay off your credit cards, build up your credit and that financial freedom. And as Bill said, that job freedom is going to help you down the road because you go to Starbucks, your favorite coffee shop, wherever you go to McDonald's, you every morning you're getting two sausage burritos, whatever you're getting. And you just, you're like, oh, it's only three, $4. It's only a $6 cup of coffee. Okay, well, that adds up real fast. You know, I'm not good at math, but I got a calculator in front of me. So say you, every day for 365 days, you put your cup of coffee, your $6 cup of coffee on your credit card. Well, now that $6 cup of coffee turned into $2,200. 